they was just saying weird stuff in the comments that they shouldn't be saying. And then there was that. And then once I was receiving that kind of stuff, like I had nobody to go to. So I felt like there's no one else having this experience. Um, this experience. So I just felt kind of alone. And I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like putting myself on camera was the best thing. Hello all and welcome to The Scouting Centre, a show designed for you to get to know your favourite creators, get to know their journey as well as get some advice from them as well. My name is Diz, aka Mr Diz TV, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube and even TikTok. If you're enjoying this content, I need a favour from you. We are on 682 subscribers, we need to get to that thousand mark, so if you enjoy it, please make sure, firstly you like this video, subscribe to the channel, Leave a comment below. Let me know who you want on future episodes of the Scouting Centre. I will approach anybody and it doesn't just have to be in the football manager space. My guest today started his own YouTube channel in May 2020. And in that time, 18 months ago, he has got over 1.6 million views and over 13,000 subscribers. Before that, he was a key member of FM Scout and he still works with them occasionally. He started streaming on Twitch in September 2021, two months ago, and in that time he's already got over 1,000 followers. He started being more involved in the Football Manager community, being involved in the Football Manager playoffs, being involved in the Super League, and being on Football Manager Therapy podcast, which is hosted by Tony Jameson and Matt Richards. He is so unique, and he is a tactical wizard, providing such content that hasn't been seen in the space before. It is, of course, RDF Tactics. RDF, how are you doing, my man? I am doing great, man. Thank you for that intro. That intro was superb. Thank you. Uh, we won't talk about that little error that I made. Um, <laughs> and I will send it you as if that didn't happen. <laughs> Everything was going so perfect as well. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister, that one. Um, yeah. yeah. But no, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, no problem. You are somebody who I've wanted on for so long. You are so unique in your concept and we will get into that. But my first question to you, RDF, is what got you into Football Manager? Oh, I was going to have to date back to a long time ago, but it's probably watching my um, my older brothers, also my dad as well. My dad used to, be in, like, used to be into computer games. He was also a music producer, so there used to be like music, I don't know, like music software on PlayStation and things like that. But he also had like the Premier League manager and all of that stuff. And my brothers used to play it all the time. I used to watch, I never used to play back then, I used to watch. So basically what people do on Twitch now, I used to watch and just watch them have fun playing the game. Just thinking I need to be involved. But for me watching them, I kind of knew certain stuff, what to do once I finally got to play. So my first game probably wasn't Championship Manager. I can't remember what it was, but it would have been the manager game before that. So you have literally started just by watching? Oh yeah. From like very it's it was always my first game. So like people probably played like Mario Kart and all of that stuff. I just remember wanting to play Zelda, James Bond, and the football management game. <laughs> See, so, so that to me is so unique because that kind of goes into what you do now and I'll explain yeah. later. But so when you're watching, what are you doing? Are you like taking notes analytically or, or what are you doing? Literally, yeah, just taking notes and just just watching my brothers go through the emotions, losing games, winning games. It just felt like it felt very real for me. Like just watching it, it was just as good for me as watching football on TV. 
Because obviously at that age, you don't really understand every single thing about football. Mm. You're just watching the goals and people celebrate and you just have your icons, you know, watching your icons. Yeah. And I was just watching my brothers just thinking, wow, wow, you have your own team. It just felt like a dream. It felt like a dream. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't wait till I was old enough to really just be able to play the game, to be honest. So then all these years later, you decided to become a content creator. Can you tell me about your thinking process behind that? Oh, that's all FM Scout. <laughs> that is all Stam from FM Scout. So basically, I was just a forum guy. I used to be on forums. I didn't really used to speak much. I was just more of a visitor, just reading everything and just playing my game. But whilst my game is loaded on processing, I used to go back onto Firefox and read everything in the forums and stuff like that. But then I started to get more involved, started commenting more. And then there was one day, there was like a little argument on the Sports Interactive Forums. And then there was a guy called Robber. He messaged me saying, hey, you, you kind of know about tactics, blah, 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 blah. Let's speak on Discord. So we spoke on Discord. He introduced me to Stam from FM Scout. And then it literally just happened like that. He asked me, do I want to do a video? And then I just said, yeah, why not? But before that, I've never had any video content. So it's not like he watched the video and thought, hey, you should do it. It was just literally just us speaking, just having a normal group conversation. He just said, would you ever do a video? And I said, I can try. And that's how it started. So how did that make you feel, though, that they had that confidence in you? And did you know how big FM Scout was at the time? No, I literally had no. So I didn't know video thing. Like, the only person I knew that made a video was Daljit. Mm. But on Sports Interactive, he's named Rashidi. Mm. So it was like, when I started getting into the the um the kind of community, people were like, oh, have you watched Bustinet? And I'm like, who? I don't know. I've never seen that. And then I realized that watching one of these videos in the bio, it also said Rashidi. And I was thinking, oh my God, this guy is the same guy. But before that, I didn't even really watch his videos. It's like he used to be on the forum as well. And sometimes he would drop a video like as an explanation for someone or whatever. I'm not kind of sure what videos he used to do, but I never used to search for videos. I wasn't really on YouTube, to be honest. I didn't ever watch videos on YouTube. So Stam says, do you want to make a video? You say you'll give it a go. What steps yeah. did you take to prepare to make those videos? And did you research anybody? Uh, so um, at that time, I used to do music. So like with computers and stuff, like I've kind of had a, I kind of know how to use computers, basically. Hmm. So once you know, asked me to make a video, I kind of knew what to do. I just didn't, I didn't know the programs that everyone used. So I just did my little research on the internet and I messaged Stam and then Stam obviously messaged, I think Jamie, who at the time was an FM scout. Mm. And then obviously I got what um, programs to use. So that's when I got OBS to screen record. I already had a mic because I'd done, I'd done music. Mm. So I kind of had an idea what to do, but I didn't have like, I didn't know like what the process was going to be like. So I didn't know how I was going to start the video. I didn't know like if I should start on the FM um, Scout screen or I didn't know what I should say, say at the beginning. When I, As soon as I pressed record, my very first video was just all freestyle. Mm. So I've, I'm not even sure if I even said like, hey, subscribe, follow, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, that's like, I'm not even sure. I just remember just talking. It was a Pep Guardiola video. Yeah. I've just basically, I'm just on the FM Scout. I mean, not the FM Scout, the Football Manager tactics screen. And I'm just, everything's just going through my head and I'm just talking through the mic and that was it. So no, I didn't really watch anyone because I didn't know it was a thing. So he asked me to make a video, but me, I was just like excited to do something. I didn't like go and research FM Scout and go through their videos and stuff like that. Mm. 
I didn't know. I just I made a video. I sent my video to um to Stam. He liked the video and just put it on the channel, and that is literally how it started. Did you know that it was going to be the type of video that you still do, like that you do nowadays, like the tactical breakdowns? Oh no, no, that was just literally as I was making videos, as I kept making videos, 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 just more ideas kept popping up. I'm just going to sleep, which is crazy ideas. I'm going to sleep three, four o'clock in the morning, which is ideas in my head, because now I'm hooked. Because yeah. now after I've done my ver- my first video, I'm hooked now. And then, then Stam's like, obviously it's not just tactic videos, there's like tutorials and guides. That's when I had to start watching other people to kind of see what other people were doing. Hmm. And then I tried to do those type of videos and it just, it didn't feel like it was for me. Like I wasn't really comfortable doing it because I wasn't set out to be a content creator. I wasn't set out to do that type of stuff. I was just only comfortable talking tactics. And <laughs> that was literally how it went. It's maddening because it's like almost like, You've accidentally fallen into this world? Yeah, it was an accident, complete accident. So I used to watch TIFO football yeah. on YouTube. So literally before, like on YouTube, I didn't watch many things. So it was just like WrestleMania, things like that. It was yeah. just that type of stuff. And then TIFO football was the only football channel I used to watch. So then I, that's where I got kind of got my ideas from, kind of. Yeah. Just watching TIFO football. And so- that was basically my inspiration at the time. That, I can't believe, like, that is, <laughs> that is just, so you're yeah, on a forum, too... Stam approaches you, yeah. or, um, pretty much, says, can you make a video, you make a video, and then this is the world, because you do this yeah, pretty literally. much full time now, don't you? Yeah, now it's full time, yeah. Wow. Because once, I used to do music before, and then once I did my first video, it was just like, oh no, I need to do this again. Yeah. At first it was once a week, and then I told Stam, look, I can't do that once a week, I need to do it all the time. And I was speaking with the missus as well. So Stam straight away, he said, basically, you get 50% straight away. Mm. So, But at first, I didn't know how much 50% was going to be. <laughs> I didn't know this type of stuff. I just, just enjoyed doing it. So then after the first paycheck, I just said to my girlfriend, look, if we did this full time, we're probably going to make less than what I'm making now. But at least I'm enjoying what I was doing because she can tell before I wasn't really enjoying the music. Yeah, And it was just, yeah, I wasn't really enjoying it. I just knew how to do it, but I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. So when I mean music, by the way, I wasn't an artist. I was. I used to be um, a producer, an engineer. So I used to basically fix people's music and put auto-tune and all of that stuff on people's voices and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's what I used to do, yeah. So is there like a my... chance I could actually be a singer now because I can't hold the key, <laughs> but if you can auto-tune it, we could be a, we could be a duet. Well, that was my thing. That was my, like, one of my stresses is that people just think you're a magician. So, like, they'll yeah. send you music, even though they're very, I wouldn't say they're very bad. That's very rude. <laughs> but even though they're not as good as what, they're not, aren't the level that they think they're at. Yeah. But they think that you can fix that with just, like, through computer, basically. Mm-hmm. They think you can fix it, but I'm, it's just like, no, you have to be good and we can basically spice it up a little bit. Maybe you, can get, rid of my, maybe you can get rid of my brummy accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I like that. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Is there anything that you learned from your music world that you've brought over to the content world that you now do? Uh, not at all. Not at all. So, like at first, I had like mic and sound issues, but as a music, <laughs> as a music engineer, you're supposed to know how to fix that type of stuff. <laughs> but obviously, my what I'm seeing on my screen is just completely different to what 
is on OBS. Well, not now. I noticed. I know now that I can actually use my plugins that I use on music. Mm. I can use it in OBS, and now my sound is a bit better. Mm. But before, I wasn't really sure. So my sound was like very bad before, like underwater kind of sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't really transfer any skills. I was just too excited to be honest. As soon as I dropped the music and everything just felt brand new. Yeah. But I thought, let me just grind. Let me start from the bottom, kind of thing, and then just improve. And perfect my craft basically so ever since my first video i've just been trying to perfect my craft that's my main concentration well it seems like you fit into a really good niche and i think it goes back to you watching your family play yeah football manager because your yeah, videos sure. are literally tactical breakdowns and you use fm to demonstrate real life tactics yeah, yeah. how did that come about like that idea again that was stam's idea so we should talk about tactics. And I think before they used to have something called Recreations Wednesdays or something like that. Mm. So I think they used to have a series, but it wasn't like, I think it was just for a period. It wasn't something that was always there. And I think it was something that Stan wanted to bring back and he thought that I could do it. So I just did it. <laughs> I did it. And then it's my best video to this day. It's the best viewed, my most viewed video as well. So my very first video is my most viewed video. That's amazing. And, that yeah. <laughs> yeah it's bugging me though because I want to beat it <laughs> I can't beat it I'm like how am I getting better but I can't beat that video well yeah because that's on FM Scout site how was your time yeah. working with FM Scout oh I enjoyed it man apart from if you take away obviously the drama yeah I really did enjoy it because at that time it wasn't like I don't know other people would obviously use the platform to try and grow their channel or just to try and grow their profile but at the time FM Scout was all I knew so I thought at that time, I didn't think. At that time, it was just me. I was FM Scout. Yeah. So I wasn't any different. Like, <laughs> so if anything happened with FM Scout, say if there was like any drama or someone was bad mouthing FM Scout, like I took that personally because to me, like you're dissing me too kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's how, like, I really enjoyed it, man. Like every day we was talking, just the first person we speak at, first person I speak in the morning, last person I speak at night is the person that runs FM Scout. It's just us thinking of new ideas and things like that. So I really enjoyed it because my personal life, since moving to Cheltenham, I don't really have many friends. Yeah. So I don't go out. I don't go out at all. Mm. Like I literally don't leave the house. So I didn't really have like many friends and people to talk to. So it just felt nice having someone to talk to, basically. Well, that's another thing then as well, isn't it? An unexpected consequence of that conversation with Stan yeah. has now opened you up to this world where... Let's be honest, you're a very popular member in this world, aren't you? Especially oh, it's now. Crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. Um, so just in relation to that FM Scout stuff, sorry. Um, you said there was drama and you said there was a little bit of... Um, obviously, you know, I have spoken to Omega Luke before. Yeah. What was it like from your point of view being involved in that, but obviously not, if that makes sense? Yeah, because at first, I think obviously the drama was already... I wouldn't say drama, but I think there was already something started before I even joined. So when I joined, I was kind of in the middle of it and I didn't really understand it. Mm -hmm. So there was me and a guy called Rubber as well. Like we didn't really understand it. And because at that time, FM Scout was on a high as well. Like a lot of videos that we was doing was constantly getting good views and stuff. So we was just thinking like, why is this happening? Why is there like any sort of disagreements? We can sort of, me and Rubber thought we can just come in and be the peacemakers. So we kind of threw ourselves in the middle of it. Mm. Rather than, we wasn't like, it's not like we were born into it kind of thing. We wasn't brought into it. We kind of put ourselves into it. 
and then we just thought we can fix it basically get everyone happy everyone being friends and stuff and then fm scout can kick off from there mm. but then obviously trying to be the peacemaker didn't work out because obviously there's stubborn people hitting phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> and obviously people didn't want to make it like they didn't i didn't not they he, the person, didn't want it to be better anyway. He wanted FM Scout basically for him. That's what it felt like. Mm. That's what it felt like for us. I'm sure Omega Luke felt the same as well. Rather than be a team, it just felt like he wanted it to be for himself. So he was just doing weird things like streaming when he shouldn't be streaming. I wouldn't say he shouldn't be streaming, but if you're a team member, if I've just put out a video, I don't expect you to be then going on streaming on FM Scout's Twitch because now you're literally bringing viewers that would watch the video maybe onto the Twitch. So now our videos are getting less views. Obviously, that means less pay for us as well. But I'll say that more happened to Omega Luke didn't happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. So and but I noticed things. Yeah, so I noticed things. So like what Omega Luke was saying to Stam at the time, I noticed this type of stuff. So then I put myself into it again by saying, look, I agree with Luke. And it kind of that's when things started to turn a bit rocky because it was like, uh, the other person was a very trusted member at the time. Mm. He was at FM Scout forever, so he could basically do no wrong. So with me coming in as well, saying to like, this is what he's doing. And if I don't know why people do this, but it's like a sides thing. So if I say, look, listen, I hear what Omega, I hear what Omega Luke is saying, then automatically to people that, like, oh, you're on Omega Luke side. That's what like, I, I don't, I hate when people do that type of stuff, but yeah. I'm just putting about two pence in, look, this is what the guy's doing. And I don't really know Omega Luke myself, so it's not like I'm just defending him. I have no reason to defend him. Yeah. It's that like I can see what this guy was doing and this is going on for a long time as well. It's just started going on for a long time and it's just like, look, these people are just ignoring me now. And then the things just started really to turn a bit sour from there. So you then also started your own YouTube channel, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, what inspired you to do that? Oh, so that was when like, all, so when my ideas were flowing in my head yeah. I'm just getting like just sleepless nights just ideas 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 but it got to a point where it's like I can't do this on FM Scout because I can't take 50% of what I'm doing mm. if I'm if I really want to do what I'm doing I really can't be taking 50% because mm. obviously then I started to think like I'm not really a money type of person so but the missus is like she's really on top of that type of stuff yeah and she's just like look YouTube I've already taken their cut from your videos already anyway and then FM Scout's taking another 50%, but yet you're doing basically all the work in your videos. Mm. It's that like it's your content. You're the one that's doing the editing. You're the one that's playing the game. No one's playing the game for you. It's all your time. And if you, were, if you really want to do that, this is what she's saying. If you really want to do what you want to do. So it's basically like T4 type of stuff where I'm going to really like in-depth analysts and I'm talking for a good five to 10 minutes before I'm even in FM. Mm showing you the game. I'm literally just talking about the tactics. If you're going through that much work, watching the football and writing about it as well, because effectively you're analysing the game. You're analysing the game for a video. So you can't be taking 50% from that. So I just created my channel just to be basically be like, I can do FM Scout videos, so like tactic testing on FM Scout. But when it comes to doing like my tactic recreations, I can just do that on my channel. Mm. But then it kind of just like, I don't know. It felt, I think it felt weird for them because I started as FM Scout and now I've kind of like broken off. So I think like it felt weird for them that I'm creating content on my channel as well. And uh, again, it just, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, how how was that relationship when you did start your own channel, you started to put your own content on your own channel? 
at first, I think it was working at first. So what I was basically cheating. So what I was doing, like I would do like a Steven Gerrard tactic on my channel, yeah. but I don't have that many viewers and stuff. So I would wait for like a few days and then I'll add that video on FM Scout as well. I'll change a few things up obviously. Yeah. And then I'll add it on FM Scout. So it was working fine at first, but then the more I was changing my content, the more in depth I was going and the relationships as well. And um, there's an analysis analyst called um, The Mastermind. When I made, when I got a relationship with him and he started providing my analysts as well, it was like, you know what? I can't put this on FM Scout. There's no way, because this is this guy's analyst as well. So I can't be sharing his work on FM Scout. It's just like, this, it's just, it was just too much. I just thought, you know, it's just better for me to have my own channel. I can work with this guy directly and that's it. There's just no middleman. There's no, there's no nothing. And then I think, I don't know. I just felt my content has started to get a little bit better and I thought like they felt that that content was theirs so obviously it's, it was their idea to begin with for me doing recreations so I think I guess it just felt kind of weird for them that I'm breaking off doing my own thing and just doing it on my own channel but your recreations are incredibly deep um I can <laughs> I can at the time you weren't using a camera yeah. So so let's be honest, like because you recently started to add a camera, and we will go into that yeah. in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But that adds things that you can put onto your videos. So you're having to talk more about the game. You have to talk more about the actual tactic. Yeah, you're talking yeah, more yeah. about what they're doing. Yeah. So it was incredibly hard work, wasn't it? Uh, it was way, like, way difficult. So even like my intros, it's like I had to find things to put it in the intro for you to even continue watching the video. Mm. Because everyone else has got their face. And it's like, if I'm watching Omega Luke and he's starting his video with his face, it's like, that's very easy just to watch. But if I'm just, if I'm starting a video with just words on the screen, it's not very engaging. So I had to kind of find ways to what make you watch. So at first on FM Scout, I used to do like little cut scenes. Like if I was doing Total Football, I have a highlight screen and I act like a commentator with my commentator voice and be like, oh, what a goal. Mm. That's kind of like how I start my videos. That's how I did it before. I don't think people really enjoy that. <laughs> so I just get, I just kept switching things, just finding what works and stuff. And what really worked was just having the highlight screen, just football manager clips. <laughs> that 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 kind of worked. But it's definitely harder just having no face. I think it's harder having no face for me. Well, let's go into but, that. Um, tell me why you were reluctant to put your face on screen. Uh, it was just there. Uh, kind of the hate comments I was receiving at the time. Like, so from my very first video on FM Scout, it was just like really nasty comments. I think obviously people kind of could tell from my background, from my voice and my accent. I had a more of a London accent then. Mm. And I think like people just kind of clocked on. They were just saying like, they were just saying weird stuff in the comments that they shouldn't be saying. And then there was that. And then once I was receiving that kind of stuff, like I had nobody to go to. So I felt like there's no one else having this experience um, this experience so I just felt kind of alone and I didn't feel like I didn't feel like putting myself on camera was the best thing because it was just open up for more people to say nasty things as well so I was just kind of it's just basically scared basically like I wanted to do it but obviously I wasn't ready to be in the firing line for people just to say nasty things how did you cope with that uh so you're getting these nasty I didn't comments. really, yeah. I didn't really, to be honest. Mm. I, I don't. I don't know how people do cope with it. 
Because it is uh-huh. difficult. You're in a very unique situation at the time. Like you, I, I think it's fair to say that apart from maybe Dalji, you were probably the only minority yeah. um, content creator. Yeah. Uh, at least around that time, um, especially in the FM space or using FM. Yeah. So it was a very unique situation for you, wasn't it? Oh, it was. I like. I literally at times I just didn't know what to do with myself, and then what made me happy though was creating the content. So like my favorite process of videos is record. It's obviously playing the game, recording it, and editing. That's like my favorite parts. When I, as soon as I finish editing and I pull it on YouTube, my stomach turns, mm-hmm. and I'm just there. Like as soon as I press publish, I'm just there reading the first few comments. All the time though, it's positive. It's mm-hmm. like the first few comments all the time is positive, but I'm just sat there literally just every video. I'm just sat there waiting for that very first negative one. And it's like negative comments. Okay. There's constructive negative comments that I can take that. I love those comments. Like I always want those comments because I listen to those. A lot of my videos I've changed because of those type of comments are oh, maybe you can add this or maybe you can add that or your pronunciation of this person was bad. And like, I don't take that personally. It's when you're like, it's when, basically trolling. Mm. It's the trolls, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the part. I can't, yeah, that's the part I can't really handle. And obviously, that moving forward, then you did eventually put your face on camera. Um, yeah. What was the reception towards? I mean, I was damn excited to finally see you. <laughs> um, but what was the reception for yourself, and how did you feel when you did that? Oh, that one of the best feelings, man. One of the best feelings, honestly. So basically, um, the reason why I started doing it is because also I was on the Football Terrace. It's like a football channel. Mm. And I do um, videos for Total Football Analysis. So like, for me, I thought I can improve my content on like on their channels as well by putting my face on it. So it wasn't just about Football Manager and my channel. It was also about other channels that I was on. Mm. And the Football Terrace, they do like face interviews and stuff like that. So I just thought it was a good way to get used to it before I go in I don't I'm not on the channel anymore I'm not on the football terrace anymore mm. but I, at that time it was like oh I can get used to that because on football terrace it can be pretty brutal <laughs> it can be brutal their live shows like when you're watching their live shows and you're, and you're having your football opinion people can be in the comments and they are brutal mm. but I was just kind of basically preparing myself for that and I put put my face on it and I thought obviously it's going to help my football manager content as well but I was more excited about streaming. Mm. I, I felt like when I was watching other people stream, it felt like a different type of place. Mm. It felt you're watching someone's Twitch because you want to. So it was always a good atmosphere. That's what That was like what I was seeing anyway. Obviously, there's really bad stories on Twitch as well. But that's what I was seeing. I was just seeing pure positivity when I was watching people's streams. People having fun, engaging in, engaging in their chat and stuff like that. And I just thought, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Mm. So fa- my face cam was mainly for other channels and for streaming obviously i had to pull it on that like, if i'd done streaming i might as well should pull it on youtube as well but it's youtube that was most like my own channel so that's that like, i was most scared about putting my face on but like, uh, th- that did add layers to your content though as well didn't it yeah yeah 100 yeah especially when i started using the tactic board as well mm. i don't use it much now because i'm waiting for the full release and the full release is when i start creating different type of content as well yeah but yeah, I just thought let me just add my face. And I thought, okay, what else can I add? I don't want just my face. So I thought, yeah, I can put... So basically, the TIFO, <laughs> yeah. I had an idea. I could use like... Um... So I watch Sky Sports a lot, obviously, mm. watching football. And they have their little 
haptic big computer thing. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Where they're using their fingers and they're moving the players around and stuff like that. Yeah. And I thought, wait, I can do that. I can just get my tablet and I can use my tactic board thing that I use in my videos. And instead of people just watching it, me, um, just watching the green thing on the screen, they can actually see me with my fingers moving the thing as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought that would be a pretty cool idea. And then I saw, <laughs> and then I saw Tifo Football with their. They've got a new channel now, um, football in real life or something like that. Yeah. And they've got like a big tactic board thing as well. Basically, in the exact same way that I thought I could do mine. And I thought, you know what? There's no point in doing it. It's gonna look like I've just stole that idea. <laughs> so I've just got a whiteboard instead with a ta- with a tactic thing on it. And I just thought, you know what, I can add more things to my, not just my face, but I can add other things to it as well, to my content by getting a tactic board and being more engaging and interactive and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I think um, one of the things I want to speak about is you've been quite outspoken about representation, haven't you, in the in the, in the community? Yeah. Um, and I mean, it seems like an outspoken, but where does that come from? Well, like my my original tweet that basically kicked it all off, my original tweet, it didn't. There, there was no intention for anything to come big, like anything to come from it. So I think, I think it was Scooter or Moza. I'm not. I can't remember who it was. They originally tweeted something. Some content creator said something in their streams and blah 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 blah. But I've always had this issue. It's always been in the back of my mind, and it's. I've never felt as a good time to say something like that. So if I just tweeted something like, "This is how I'm feeling," blah 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 blah, I didn't want other other people to then feel like, "Oh, he's just like." Why is he, he's just starting trouble? Why is he making it a race thing randomly? Blah, 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 blah. There was no incident for me to say something, basically. Mm. And as soon as Scoot, as soon as I saw Scooter's tweet, I thought, you know what? I, this is my opportunity to say how I'm feeling because no one knows. A lot of people don't even know I'm black. Mm. <laughs> so a lot of people don't even know how I'm feeling and things like that. So I just thought, you know what? I can put this tweet out. I just put the tweet out and then it got retweeted by one person and then all of a sudden... I was just seeing likes and comments, loads of comments. <laughs> I can't handle, I'm, I'm a person that cannot handle lots of comments. Mm. Like I'll start replying to the first 10 or something and then it just gets a bit too much for me. Especially on that com- um, topic as well, because it's, it's quite emotional for me. Yeah. Quite emotional. Well, I think it inspired some positive talk, to be honest with you. And it's something that I obviously um, spoke to you about or spoke. Yeah. Or I think I retweeted the tweet as well and like, put my thoughts on it. Um, but... It is difficult, isn't it, as being a minority content creator yeah. at times because it's almost like when you are having these discussions, not everybody, because there are loads of allies, uh, yeah. allies mm. in our community, yeah, um, and there are loads, but you know more so than, than not. But you are just 100. waiting for that comment to say, you're bringing race into it, you're exactly, bringing it into yeah, it. When we're exactly, not, yeah. we're trying to just have some sort of exactly, yeah. even footing. And it's like, I'm I'm kind of aware as well. Like I know it's a touchy subject, and it's not just touchy for us; it's also touchy for the other people as well. Because yeah. not everybody is a race. Like not everyone's a racist. You know what I mean? So just saying stuff like some people feel bad. Like I don't want to say Caucasians because it's not just Caucasians, but it's like some people, like especially my friends as well. If a race, if a racial incident happens to me, my friends generally feel bad. And like they kind of feel embarrassed as well. Mm. So it's kind of touchy and that you have to be careful what you say as well. So there are people that try to be aware and the same things out there, but I'm not necessarily agree with what they're saying because they have to be aware of everyone's feelings, basically. And that's just, that's basically me. So I know if I say something just randomly, 
it's not only I'm just looking like a troublemaker and just starting something. It's like I just have to be very careful of what I'm saying because I can hurt someone that I didn't intend to hurt. If I'm saying something, like, if I'm very harsh in what I'm saying, I can really hurt someone. Mm. And I could be hurting people that watch my videos as well. That's the most important thing. I don't want to be hurting people that watch my videos. I just mm. want everyone to, I just want everyone in the world to have a good time. That's literally... <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's just my that's, thing. That's what everyone's having a good time. So I'm not going to make anyone feel awkward by saying something awkward for no basic, I wouldn't say for no reason, but just randomly. Yeah. I'm not just going to have a big touchy subject just randomly say it and people feel awkward. Unless, yeah. but if there's something that happens, if there's an incident, then it makes everything feel easier. Look, this is how I feel when something happens to me and it makes everything feel easier. And I felt that's what happened. I felt it was easy for me to say something and it was easier for people to say, you know what, don't worry about him, blah, 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 and be supportive. And I think it's important though, that those discussions are had. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, And like sure. you say, when there is a triggering incident as well, I think it's... I think it's easier, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's not to pile on, but it's just to... Do you know what I mean? Like, there are differences yeah. in feelings. Yeah, and, so like that tweet... Yeah, go on. Like, sorry, before I, before I even sent that tweet, like I was sat on it for 10 minutes, just mm-hmm. looking at it, making sure everything was worded correctly, and I don't do that to any of my other tweets. Like, I just press, I'll write something. Like, nearly all of my tweets have got a grammar mistake or a spelling mistake because yeah, I don't check it. But that tweet, I was on it for a good 10 minutes just looking at it, just thinking, should I send it? Should I? And I just, you know, I just thought, you know, let me press it now. <laughs> let me press send. And then straight away, it just kind of just went off. A lot of support. How, lot valuable, of support. how valuable is it for you? Um, when you see people like Mazza Scooter, I mean Ben's been on this show and um, yeah. and said it as well, like Curti as well, like you know, and they're just like four off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When they are so outspoken um, for like um, for, for people who are who are abusive towards people from minority um, backgrounds and and even other minority traits. No man, it, it feels it feels good. It does, especially as well. I've got a shout out to Curti. Curti's always been supportive from day one. Curtie probably didn't know even who I was. Mm. I think Curtie's just genuinely a helpful guy. So if you see someone, if he's just on Twitter, I think if he's on Twitter and he sees someone that needs an issue and he thinks he can help, he will comment with help, basically. And that's how I first met or spoke to Curtie. I think I was just receiving some bad comments and he just gave me some good advice. So Curtie's always been very helpful. Um, Mozza as well. Mozza and Scooter for me. Tony Jameson, Matt as well. Yeah. The football manager, Therapy. So I've had, I've always, I've had good supportive people from the beginning, from the beginning, I would say. No, it does really help to be honest with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, but they, at the time, again, they don't really know the full extent of what I'm going through. And they kind of thought, they kind of knew more about it after the tweet as well. I think that's where we have a responsibility to explain. But exactly. Yeah, there's only, sure. But it's only worth explaining if people want to listen. Yeah, for because sure, if people yeah. don't want to listen and they want to tell you how you should be feeling, well, it's wasted energy, then, isn't it? Exactly. People, yeah. But but I think we are blessed where we can speak to a, a, a large portion of our community of, of this oh, yeah. community and say, look, this is how I feel. This is why you might not understand it, but please respect it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's because that's my thing as well. Like, I just feel like I can tell people. This is why I was like. I felt alone because I needed someone that looked like me kind of to speak to because I can speak to people and tell people how I'm feeling, but 
they just they just won't understand it. No matter what, they aren't going to understand it. And I've I've like they've given me some helpful words. Of course they have. They've helped me a lot. But it's it's always gonna feel a little bit nicer having someone. I wouldn't say someone that's going through the same thing, but that someone has had similar experiences just in life, just genuinely in life. Because it's not just it doesn't just happen in the football manager community. Mm-hmm. It just it happens in life. Like I live in Cheltenham. I get funny looks going to the corner shop. Mm-hmm. If I walk down the street with my hood on, people cross the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like it happens to me gen- just in no- in real life. So it's nice to speak to someone that's had similar experiences. And yeah. I haven't, until I sent that tweet, I didn't know anyone did. I just felt alone. Mm. But when I had that tweet, when I sent that tweet, I, it just got more emotional getting the inboxes of people going through the same thing. And people just saying that's the reason why they don't make football manager videos. That that's when for me I just thought that is a problem. That's a problem. They're yeah. thanking me. They're thanking me for saying something because they they, they didn't want to make football manager videos for the exact same reason. Yeah. And it wasn't because of comments. It was more about the community. I think they had issues about the community because it looks it seemed quite closed off. If you're looking on the outside, it looks closed off, mm. and that that's how I felt as well. In all truthness. Even when I had my own channel, I had my own channel for months and I wasn't engaging with any other content creator. Mm. None. Not until that tweet. So I'm going like to ask, yeah, ask you a question now. So I remember when you did start engaging people, you saying that you want to get more out there. Yeah. Was it because, why weren't you engaging with other content creators? Was it I, your I, choice or was it a case no. of nobody approaching <laughs> you, etc.? Yeah, like I thought there was no one approaching me. I don't know, like, other people would say, so why aren't you approaching other people? Like, I did approach people, especially when I started as well. I was messaging people. Mm. And, like, now being a content creator, I know that not everybody's going to have the time to reply to it. If if I'm messaging, there's probably 10 other content creators as well messaging that same person. But I was, honestly, I was messaging people. I was out there, like, I'm on Twitter. I'm following every single of these people. And I wasn't getting follows. Like, it sounds so petty, (laughs) but... It's just like I wasn't getting followed back and stuff like that. So I just felt, for, for so long, I just felt like I wasn't a part of the community. Even with my videos, like now my some of my videos on 100,000 views and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm totally unknown. Some of these people must know who I am. And even like, so like if I go on my YouTube analytics, I can see that. Like, I know that's what other people do as well. They can see who their viewers are also watching. So if my some of my viewers are watching X, then X viewers as well must be, like I must be popping up in that person's analytics as well. So I felt like people know who I was and I just wasn't being approached or just nothing, literally just nothing. And it got to a tap, like there was, when I started my Twitter, I remember just being so excited. I was following anyone that had FM in their name. I was following people's videos. Like if I watched their video and I liked it, I retweeted it. Mm. If I read a blog, I, t- I retweeted it. Stuff, just stuff like that. My whole page a lot of my page was nothing to do with my content. It was just other people, me retweeting other people. But I felt like no one was receiving that. No one was giving it to me back, basically. Mm. No one wanted to do that. But there was blog. I wouldn't, when I say nobody, I mean like YouTube content creators. Because mm. there's football manager bloggers that have always been retweeting my stuff. And it's kind of like their type of stuff. Like real life tactics, that's kind of their stuff. So they were retweeting it and stuff like that. But I felt like there was no football manager content creators. I was even just messing with my interacting anything with my content for a very long time 
So I just felt alone for a very long time. Even when I was blinking videos, I'm months in over a year in. I just still felt outside of the community, basically, just outside looking in. And it just didn't feel like it was for me. So I just felt like I was always on my own. When Every do you, sorry. When do you, so now, when do you think that changed then? The tweet. The tweet. I think, yeah. Because that tweet was um, a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, the tweet and me started doing streaming on Twitch. That's when I noticed a change. Mm. Why do you think that changed then? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Mm. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know, but I'm not going to just blame people and say like, oh, now they've just, now they interacted with me because of that tweet. Maybe to them, I wasn't approachable. Maybe that's what it was as well. Maybe to them, because I felt, maybe to them, I felt closed off and not approachable. And I wasn't like into that type of stuff, like being involved in the community and doing community drafts or just basically being involved in community, just doing things with other people. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Mm. But it was something that I found impossible to do. Unless I went on FM Scout or something where there's content creators. And that's the only time I engaged with FM content creators. I always find YouTube to be a little bit impersonal and Twitch to be personal. Yeah. Um, so I started with Twitch first. And I feel like that's how I got to know people. Whereas on the YouTube side, I feel like I'm just yeah. there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder that, if that was part of it as well. Just like the more personal side of you could come out when you started. Yeah. You started streaming two months ago, didn't you? Yeah. But I think I just have a different outlook on on things anyway. I think like, I think other content creators find YouTube very competitive. Mm. Whereas, I don't know, Twitch is more, Twitch is more community based. YouTube is more competitive. Like people are looking at your views and stuff like that. Whereas I'd like, I don't see the reason why we can't be very engaging with each other on YouTube and stuff like that. Like we can create content that's very engaging and very community based on YouTube. It doesn't necessarily just have to be Twitch. Mm. Like you don't have to do, just do community drafting on Twitch or there's lots of stuff you can basically do on YouTube as well. But I think like for people, it's where they make, I don't know, maybe it's where they make most of their money. So they find it, it's a competitive thing. Like they have to be careful, very careful of their content and things like that. Like they can't afford to make a bad video or they can't afford to make bad content or something because it can mess with their child. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. But I just felt that when I was doing YouTube, it just felt I was away from everyone else, basically. I just felt on my own. And then obviously I'm going on, then I'll go on Twitter and stuff and I'm seeing these YouTube people collaborating with each other. Like, I don't know, just engaging each other on Twitter basically, but I would never get that engagement. A lot of my engagements with other creators are either bloggers or I just, I used to engage with my viewers a lot. That's mm. a lot of my engagement, but never with content creators. But then that obviously changed to an extent when you started, because now you're in the Super League, you're in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, how, how did your involvement in that come about? I think, obviously, from that type of stuff, I think they did, they couldn't just invite me based off my YouTube stuff. They've had to see me streaming stuff. So, obviously, I get on, I understand, obviously, why I wasn't involved in that. But I wasn't really, I didn't, like, I don't know, it's weird. So, when I first started Twitch, I thought, because I used to get asked a lot about, doing saves and stuff and I thought I can't really do a save on my YouTube like that will mm. it's not it's kind of against the the content that I'm doing mm. and I'm not sure like how people would receive it so I thought I could just do it on Twitch and I could show people how I like really behind my tactical thinking 
rather than just showing you a tactic on the screen, I can actually be designing one on the screen with you. So that was kind of my thing. And then, how did I get into the... I can't remember how I got into the drafting. Because I always used to watch the showdown just thinking, that is mad cool. Like, yeah. I want to be doing that. That's like... That, <laughs> I really wanted to do that. But I can't actually remember how I got into the drafting. Because was it the playoffs you did first or the Super League? The Super League. Yeah, I've this, this is going to be my first playoffs. Oh, is it? Yeah. And I've done... I've wasted possession was so wasted possession. Yeah. I signed up first, yeah. but their dates were kind of far back, and then I done the Super League, which was closer than the wasted possession. So it looked like I done the Super League first, but wasted possession was supposed to be my first tournament. So was and that then, the Super League that I won? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was my first ever tournament. Yeah, it's but not like I me didn't... to mention that. I just wanted to make sure that, like, <laughs> you know, I just. You know, people might no, watch this was... and say, who's this guy? <laughs> Super League champion, there's the trophy. That um, tournament was so fun, man. So much fun. But we did that like, before that. It was just a lot of community. I can't remember who started or where I first involved myself. It might have been Stinger. Yeah. It might have been Stinger that did the draft and then a community one. And then I just got hooked. I started hosting one every single day, literally. Yeah. <laughs> just putting on, t- putting on Twitter, who wants to do a draft? I was just involved every day. Even to a point, I've actually literally completely forgot about my Twitch save mm. and my Twitch just literally became a community draft hub, literally. <laughs> I love that. We just literally started hosting every day. It was just so much fun. And then that's when, that's, I think after that and the tweet is when I started getting the invites for um, the Wasted Possession and stuff. So, so I think off, off the tweet, I met people, sorry. So off the tweet, I met people as well. So people like Alistair as well. Mm. I started speaking to him more after the tweet. And then that's how I became good friends with him as well. So a lot of people I did meet after the tweet. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just got a lot more, a lot more involved in the community. And I feel a lot more happier and at peace now than I did before. That's good to hear. And then you've done the wasted possession. You've competed in the Super League. You've competed, you're competing in the playoffs. Yeah. Is the showdown something you'd like to do? Oh, well, that's like, it's literally the first draft. Like, I didn't know what draft was until the showdown. Like, I didn't even know that game mode was unfortunate. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm very basic. I'm the most basic person. I I buy football manager. I go to my preferences. I set my game up how I always play it for the last 10 years or so. <laughs> and then I press career mode and I start. I don't press on any other button. Like, I didn't know... Things like create a club, uh, online career mode, whatever, the the draft, fantasy draft. I've never, ever selected those things. I didn't even know they were on the game. The drafting thing, I didn't know what it was. And then I just saw the showdown thinking, what is this? Like, I thought it was a different game at first. Like, before they used to be football manager, live wasn't there. Mm. Like it was a different type of game. So I thought it was literally a different game. I didn't know it was the football manager game. I thought it was... Because I'm looking at people drafting their team. I was thinking, where in Football Manager is this? Like, <laughs> it doesn't even look like Football Manager. So I thought it was just a completely different game. And then the more I watched them, the more I saw, like, I went on, obviously I went on my Football Manager and I saw a draft. And I had to look around. I was thinking, oh, wow. Complete different world. Yeah. <laughs> Complete different world. But yeah, the showdown was the first draft I've ever seen. So if the showdown ever invited me, I 100% go in there. 
No, that's 100%. That's good. To but hear. I don't. Go on. So I know like a lot of people, they obviously they're doing things just to be on there. Like my goal isn't to be on the showdown. Of course, if the opportunity came, then I'll take it. Just like I'll take all of my opportunities. But most important thing for me is have fun in what I'm doing and just enjoy myself. Every single, like that's how I got my opportunities going to Total Football, the Football Terrace. And so that that goes back to like how I felt about the football manager community. So like back then I was getting like football analysts started following me mm. and they started messaging me and they're the ones sharing my videos. And in my head I'm thinking, so if they can share my video, why can't a football manager content creator share my video basically? But all my opportunities becoming a football analyst and stuff like that. I'm like, I write on the football, like people don't know this, but I write as well on um, an analyst site. And all these opportunities and stuff came from football manager videos. So if I'm getting these opportunities in football, literally in football, how come I can't? <laughs> how come I can't yeah. get a retweet or get a message or something, something from someone in the football manager community that creates videos as well? It's 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 actually mad, like how broad your tactical oh, man. analysis goes. Oh man, literally. So basically, what happened was. <laughs> I I use a site called Total Football Analysis. I use that site for some of my research as well. So like, if there's football in like, I don't know, a different country, because I started doing analysts from like teams in Austria and stuff like that. Mm. And obviously I can't just watch TV and analyze that game myself. I have to use some, I have to get some bit of research. So I used to use Total Football Analysis and I noticed at the bottom of their page, some advertisement thing where like, basically you can advertise your content basically on the site. So I messaged them, send them my videos and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then literally the next day, the next day in the morning, I got a message back saying, it's actually funny that you emailed us because we've been looking for a YouTube content creator and we're already aware of who you are, blah, 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 blah. And would you like to make content with us? And mm. I was just thinking, oh my days. <laughs> like I used to say, I look up to you lot and now you're asking me to do it. So I thought, yes, blah, 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 blah. Like, I just think, bear in mind, at this point, I just think they're a normal analyst site. So now, like, I'm going through, like, an interview process kind of thing. I'm speaking to this guy. And this guy, like, he's, he's, he actually, he's a head analyst at a football club in Spain, professional team, like, they're in the second league or something. And they've got a whole team. All of them are, like, are professionals. One now just signed for Aberdeen and stuff. And these guys, for me, are literally a message away. Like, this is how, like, crazy it is for me. And I don't think, obviously, people understand it, but when I'm away from YouTube and Twitter and stuff, it's just me, like, trying to make contacts, create contacts and stuff, and try and improve myself as well. I'll go to these guys for advice, analyst advice and stuff like that. That's why I get from, like, that's why I basically get my help from. But it just blows my mind, like, there's a, there's a scout on FM Scout, a, a football manager called Mario Julius Jr., I think. Mm. He used to be... A scout at Malaga and I used to sign the scout all the time and now the guy is literally a message away from me and I'm just thinking like every day I just think wow like all from football manager videos I just think wow this is crazy <laughs> well what you want to do going forward is is this something you plan you to do permanently or is football analysis something you could actually see yourself going into presenting so to speak yeah so like my con like my football manager content this year will be like I'll be experimenting with a lot of things, a lot of different type of things. If I'm totally honest with you, Mr. Diz, I don't know. I don't know the answer to your question. <laughs> uh, honestly, because like I said, I didn't start out. So like when I was young, 
I always was into football, football tactics. And when I was young, I used to watch like, after the game's done, you're watching these people and these analysts talking and obviously match of the day as well. And I'm just thinking, wow, I'd love to be one of those type of people. But when you're young, obviously I used to live in Tottenham. So basically the, the ghetto in London. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm just looking at the screen thinking there's nobody like me that's ever going to be like where I'm from that's going to end up there on TV or doing something with their life in football, basically. The only people that you got to see on TV are ex-footballers. Mm. Like that's like Gary Lineker, the person that hosts Match of the Day is Gary Lineker, ex-footballer. Every every um, person that comes on that show is an ex-footballer. The same as Sky Sports. Most of them are ex-footballers and blah, 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 blah. So I'm just looking at the screen that like, to be someone like that, you have to have to be in the game. So like then fast forward to how many years later, content creating just opened my eyes up to a complete different world. Like, uh, I don't, like I said, like I only joined Twitter two years ago or whenever I made my YouTube channel, that's when I joined Twitter. And I didn't know how big basically the football world is. Yeah. It sounds so sad, but I actually didn't know how big this world is. It's absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. In, in, in the grand scheme of things, you're only just starting. Yeah. And like when you look at where things like the United Stand, AFTV, I'm, I'm just talking about them as just like random ideas yeah, yeah. that people had and the, the, the growth that they've had. Yeah. Really, there's no reason why the future of tactical analysis can't be done via Twitch, can't be done via YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, and I've, there's hundred percent a space for it, and it would hundred percent work as well. I know it will. And for me, it's all about just perfecting my craft. So, like, for example, like, ah, uh, how can I? <laughs> Basically, like, I'm at a stage now. I'm not. I don't make a lot of money. Mm. Like, literally, far from it. I would say like we're basic. I wouldn't say we're struggling, but we just about make ends meet. I'm also at a point where like at times I can buy certain, like if I need a better mic, I can buy a better mic. If I need a better camera, like my camera's not the best, I can go get a better camera. My computer, the same, I can get a better computer. But for me, it's all about perfecting my craft and really grinding from the bottom, so to say. So I don't want to be like going to get the best mic when my content isn't the best yet, if you know what I mean. I don't want to be rushing my, I don't want to be rushing my way forward just because I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't want to rush there. I still want to just grind, grind. It's all about perfecting my craft. So when that time does come, when I'm starting, like, I've got, I do have a feeling, I don't think my football manager channel will turn into a tactical analysis, but I do feel that I will have a different channel. And I think when that time comes, I think then, then really I can like grow into I don't know it's weird because people look at me and just said like your growth is crazy mm. but like 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 we said earlier like I wasn't comparing myself to anyone else so this is all I know yeah like start like I started off getting a, like a few hundred views of my video like the first day but to me that was all I knew and to other people that's absolutely crazy <laughs> yeah. but I didn't understand why people thought that was crazy like that's I didn't understand any of that. Honestly, it's, it blows my mind. Like everything I do to this day, I saw like recently one of my videos got like on my channel over 100,000 views and that's just like, it just blows. I don't even know where these 100,000 people are even coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's watching these videos, but it, everything just blows my mind. So I'm just <laughs> taking, I'm taking one step at a time, basically one step at a time, not rushing anything. And I do feel, because there's a football, there's um football made, Football Made Simple, um, what's it called? Football Made Simple. Are you mm. familiar with that channel? No. 
Oh, that channel's like, it's basically a very big channel for football analysts. Yeah. And and that channel basically, for me, that's kind of my goal. To get those type of, I won't say to get those numbers because I don't necessarily just look at the numbers, but that type of growth, that's where I see myself. And it's basically a very big channel. <laughs> so, so you're seeing your growth as in small, sustainable growth rather than having yeah. a quick spike, you're not yeah, ready for exactly, it, and then yeah. people empty subs, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I've seen that. Like I've been in this space for a short time, and I've seen people just go up and just drop. It's crazy. I've seen people. I felt like I've gone at a nice um, speed and direction, but I've seen people just. I don't know. People seen. I've seen people start, or I've seen people do. I've come in where people are doing really, really well, and then all of a sudden it's just like dropped off and i'm not sure what the reason for it i'm not sure what the reason for it, but i can only guess it's what they're doing their type of content maybe they've just made content for for now or they followed they follow someone else's pattern and can't quite follow it up they can't kind of kick on from it when they've, when they've done good they can't quite kick on from it because i've seen i've <laughs> i've seen a lot of people take like other content creators ideas like literally just point blank copy and they've done well with it but they can't keep it up because mm. it's originally not theirs and they don't know it's originally not theirs but they also don't know what to do to keep it up as well because it wasn't their idea in the first place so that would be my advice obviously to new content creators believe in your content believe in yourself and have your own ideas man i mean you're jumping the gun here there giving the advice that's the last question i asked but uh, <laughs> i know <laughs> I'm, there, I'm, I'm there like i'm panicking now i'm like that's yeah. question 24 what are you doing man? no but we st- i still have more for that question anyway but no, that's it was kind of it was kind of i was just making sure that like, it will be linked when we do yeah, come to yeah, that yeah. question yeah um th- there is something i really want to speak to you about and and that's your um, appearance on football manager therapy with matt and tony jameson yeah, now, they are football manager gods. So, and I know yeah. they watch the show. So, hello, um, <laughs> hello, Tony. <I'm> yeah, <laughs> um, how did that come about, and what did that mean to you? Oh man, so but that's around the time that I thought like I really need to get more involved in the community. Like, and again, I actually for me it wasn't me pushing myself back; it was me feeling like I've been pushed back. Mm. But I think Matt, Matt and Tony, like they were like kind of my first followers. So, ah. Oh, so we've kind of skipped a, we skipped a few things. So I've yeah. once once I've made my channel, I've made a few videos, yeah. and then I've done a video on Italian manager called Di Gerbi, um, but it's not a popular manager. It's not like if you're going to make a tactical recreation for views, it's not a manager you're going to pick. No, nobody knows about Di Gerbi and Sassuolo, but obviously the football analysts do. <laughs> People that are really involved in football tactics, they do. So I had um, Alex Stewart from Tifo Football. He retweeted my video, yeah. and that's kind of when the channel just kind of grew. So that's when a few people started taking notice. They started following me. Maybe Matt and Tony were one of those people that started following me around that time. And then we just, because I've seen, I've seen the comedy show. I've seen Football Manager Ruined My Life. So I've seen it. So I'm aware kind of um, who Tony is. And then that we, we, we were speaking like before that interview, we've been speaking for quite some time had some time just on twitter um dms and i used to share their um their podcast every time they uploaded something i used to share it retweet it every single time and then one day they just asked me like do i want to do it 
and it was like perfect timing because it was around the time that I felt like I really need to be more involved and I just felt like at that time every like everything every opportunity that I get I just feel on top of the world so when I got invited to that I just felt like I'm on top of the world I just felt very happy very proud as well because obviously for me I just started from nothing basically and I'm just in a very short amount of space people have taken an interest to even want to interview me so I just felt on top of the world man that felt that feeling there that was amazing that was one of that's one of my highlights so far that's that's great to hear um and yeah to be honest with you um yeah tony and matt are are brilliant to be honest with you i used to watch matt at the wrestling back in the day he used to be an mc doing that and tony i knew of obviously with the football manager scene so yeah that's pretty cool to be fair um that's amazing man in relation to your streaming so you started streaming did you yeah. have an idea of how you wanted your stream style to be? Or was it just a case of, I'm just going to go and, and do me? Same as my video. Same as my first very video. I just put the camera on and just roll with it. See what happens. And it was crazy because, again, my first stream, it had a few people in it. And I'm just like, I don't quite understand. And there's people in the comment. It's people mostly in the chat telling me that, wow, have you got like 20 people already? Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like I don't I I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but it was a, it was a very good experience because people in the chat they were obviously showing me a lot of things to do as well. Cause I don't know anything, so I've just got the screen on. I don't have like transitions and stuff like that. When my when when I score a goal, I don't have like a sound bite or a sound clip or anything like that. It was just like a bug standard stream. Mm-hmm. You, you're watching me on the bottom right playing football manager, and I'm just talking a whole load of crap. <laughs> and th- that was it. That was just. Just go with the flow. That was my thing. Just go with the flow. And I felt that the way that, the way it's going to go, it's just going to go, basically. I didn't have a way. I just let it be itself, basically. That's then, just, that was... Yeah, go on. No, but that's just, that's basically how I just do my streams. It's kind of how I do my videos as well. I just, it's requests. A lot of, I look at the request and I mostly follow the request. The stream, I didn't have a team that I wanted to be. So we started off just creating tactics Someone recommended do a do a save. So I went with that recommendation. We started to save and I thought, so what team are we gonna be? We picked Victoria and then that was it. That was my Twitch save. <laughs> that was all down. That was all down to everyone in the chat. And it's the same for FM twenty two as well. Well it's gonna be the same. It's that like I don't have an idea. I know everyone else has their thumbnails and stuff prepared and all their content prepared for Twitch and stuff like that. I just I don't know. I'll wait for everyone to say who they want me to be and I'll go with that because obviously that's what they want to watch. But you're also like really switched on in relation to your content, especially your yeah. tactical analysis, because when managers are going to get sacked in real life, I and mean, you yeah. don't want them to be sacked, obviously, but oh, yeah. it, it's a nature of the game. <laughs> but, um, so like Conte was linked to Man United. You did a tactical analysis video on what Conte could bring to Man United. Conte yeah. then ends up at Spurs, so you end up doing that. <laughs> um, so that you are literally like you're, you're on it, aren't you? Like you know that strike it while it's hot, basically. That's because that's the type of stuff that I kind of wanted to do. Basically, it's not just it's not off the feeling of football ma- football manager. Basically, I'm going off basically. I'm going off basically what's happening in real life football, and then I'm just trying to get grab people's attention and imagination and trying to put that into football manager so what would happen if Conte was at Man United of course there's a huge gamble that he doesn't go there mm. and of course I've written like that 
analyst as well, kind of a headache for me as well. And I really thought it was going to happen. So I thought, yeah, this is going to be <laughs> worth it. <laughs> but it's kind of the way I want things to go in the future. It's basically a sign of the things that's to come in the future. So it ha- kind of happens on T4 football. When something big happens in the world, we waste no time in reporting it and making it into a video, into content, which is waste no time. So a lot of the times, like, it's literally like I saw, I'm scrolling through Twitter. I see one tweet about Conte to Man United. So then I'm following it. I'm literally just on Twitter, just following it, following it, following it. I wait for one reliable source. As soon as I see that reliable source tweet something, I'm on Football Manager. I close everything. I close everything. And then onto Football Manager trying to basically create content. I just literally, that's why I, like on Twitter, it just looks like I'm disappearing. Because I literally just shut off from the world. If I'm, Content created, I'm shut off from the rest of the world. I'm not on Twitter. It's a distraction for me. I shut everything down. I shut everything off. I'm in my room on the game, just banging it out, <laughs> trying to make content. Well, I have noticed you haven't done an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tactical masterclass <laughs> at Man United. Trying to say you ain't got no tactics there, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've did an Ollie, I did an Oli video as well. So that's what, a lot of my content is just basically goes off football form as well. If the yeah. team's on form and then, Obviously, people are interested. Why are they on form? And I, and I get that my head, my titles are a bit. I don't know what. This is obviously to grab your attention. So I'm gonna say like, even if it's Patrick Vieira, I'm gonna put like Patrick Vieira quality tactic or masterclass or amazing blah 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 blah. Obviously, for me, it's to grab your attention because I'm relatively a small channel anyway. So I still need to do that to grow. And that's what I do. I just wait for someone on form, just like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. If he goes on a good run like he did last year of 10 games not losing, winning eight, then something tactically must be right. So mm. I analyse it <laughs> and I try and put it into football manager. A lot of the times, so though, it doesn't go well. I was going to say, how do you put um individual moment of brilliance into a tactical video when it comes to yeah. eye. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally just Ronaldo, just speak about Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, just speak about Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, so, but that's the thing though about football tactics is that obviously Oli Gunnar, we know Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is not the most brilliant tactical magician out there, but it's, it's not to say that he's very bad. Mm. I think like when teams lose games and they look, they don't necessarily look great, it's very easy to criticise. Mm. very easy so I, if you realise on my Twitter like I don't really have many football opinions mm. if a team loses a game doesn't necessarily mean the manager's bad Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is clear, like for me Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is clearly not a bad manager has he got some flaws yes <laughs> does he make some things tactically wrong yes but I honestly cannot sit here as a football manager player and say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a bad manager for me, you know if you're, if you, 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 sorry, you've said that. I'm just going to turn that into Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's the next Jurgen Klopp. RDF said so. Like it's 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 possible. Like, look, I'm sure Jurgen Klopp has been relegated as a manager before. I'm sure yeah, things has. hasn't gone right for for him before. And look at him now. It's the same for a lot of people. Alex Ferguson. How long did it take for Alex Ferguson to finally get Man United to the team that they were? Mm. It didn't happen instantly. It didn't happen op- overnight. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's been there for what three years. Mm. It's not a long time. And people say it is it's a long time. He's been there for, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> too stiff. I'm too like, maybe I'm too stuck in the old days. Maybe. 
Now you're Maybe. a nice guy. You, you just like the fact that Arsenal are very close to Man United. But, but we'll talk about that in the scouting centre extra, which is coming from tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your future plans in relation to your content creation? I think you've already touched on some of them. Yeah, like I just want to try a new thing. So basically at the moment, so now I've got like, so there's a new the, the new role on Football Manager, wide centre-back. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting obviously for the full release because things can change obviously in the match engine and obviously players can behave a little differently. But um, I've basically written, I've got a whole analysis on the wide centre-back, but real life, obviously, analysing how wide centre-backs act in real life. And then I've got a video, basically, how you can implement that into your tactic. And just things like that. So Stinger's doing a lot of it right now. How to build a 4-3-3, how to build a 4-4-2. It's very helpful content. It's, it's quality content. And... As much as people enjoy me doing tactical analysis and a downloadable tactic, I also want, just want to help people create their tactic as well. So next year, it's going to be things like how to trigger press out wide and what is what is this and what is that, how to play out from the defence, what roles you should be using, blah, blah, blah. Things like that, just helping people, changing the content up a little bit. And also, I do want to try more tactical analysis, but do it differently, not obviously keep with the same, the same format. Yeah. Don't, though people say don't change what's working, I'm always looking for ways to improve. You can always be better. Always be better. No, 100%. So um, that's what I'm doing this year, just focusing on improving and then just experimenting with a new type of content. It's not necessarily just going to be football manager content as well, so I might lose a few people's concentration, but yeah. at the same time, I might gain a few a few more followers as well. No, no risk, no reward in it. Yeah, exactly. What's the best thing about being a content creator so far? The opportunities it's given me. And my family as well. Because like, I used to work. I wasn't, I don't know how to, <laughs> I wasn't the most happiest person with my work before. Because it was just a headache. Like you're listening to the same music throughout the whole day. Literally, I've got headphones on. Or I've got big speakers. And when you're editing music, it's literally you're hearing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Your head, You can get headaches. <laughs> but, I wasn't really enjoying it. It was more like, that was a hobby for me. So my dad was a music producer and I just loved it. Like as a hobby, just being able to play with it, changing sounds, changing the way people sound and things like that. I just loved it as a hobby, as a job. It became very stressful, very stressful for me. So I wasn't the most happiest and doing content creating, it just changed me. And obviously it changes the household. It changes the household. If everyone's happy in the house, it changes the household. Yeah. And obviously, the fact that we can earn from it as well, it just makes everything much better. Makes things sweeter. It just sounds so silly, but if I'm going to buy my son a skateboard, I've used football manager money to pay for it. Mm. Oh, wait, I'm getting a bit emotional, sorry. No, it's um, it's, um, it's opened up avenues that didn't exist 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It's life-changing, man. And like I, I said, I'm not, I'm not making a lot of money. Thing. Like, I'm not making a lot of money. I'm literally making less than what I did before, literally. But if everything just feels so much sweeter in life. And I guess, I don't know, it, it must feel like that for everyone because I can only imagine Zealand just feeling happy about himself every single day because he's loving what he's doing. The same for um, Luke's the biggest example. He just quit his job, literally. And he's happy. Look at the opportunities that he's getting now. Look at him. He's on radio stations, getting interviews. And that's all from just enjoying what he's doing. And he's just generally loving life right now. And that's what's happening for me as well. Just 
your life changes a little. Mm. And so risk for Luke as well. He's just basically the same position. He's got a kid as well. I've got two. One's two, one's eight months old. So it's a huge risk. Yeah. If I have a bad month, it's a huge risk. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. I haven't really had a, I wouldn't say I've had a terrible month yet. And I'm just really enjoying my life. Everything just feels sweeter. I, th- I think something you just said there was key, wasn't it? You, you says, um, if everyone's happy, your household changes. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, money doesn't make the world go around. I think it's it's generally, it's, it's well, it, it it does in some ways. But, I mean, like, yeah. personally, if you can just be happy, that's the, yeah. that's the key thing, isn't it? Just, oh, it's, just so many, it's just so many things, man. Just like, now we've got, like, a double pram. But it's a double pram that the missus always wanted, like, as soon as we got pregnant with the second child, she had this double prime in her mind. Like it was, she was so set on it. Mm. And then when it came to the point that we can afford it from football manager videos, it just felt, it just feels different, man. Mm. I can't explain it. It's mad, isn't it? Football manager literally changing life. It's it's literally my life. Like it's been my life since I was a kid. Like if you're listening, don't take my advice. <laughs> don't copy <laughs> what I did. But I used to skip school like to play football manager. I used to fake illnesses to play football manager. Like football manager literally was my life. It's been my life, literally my whole life. I met my missus. We went out the first day. I woke up the next day, football manager. She's literally, she's watching me playing football manager thinking, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> literally. And I'm just, like to me, it's my life though. Like it's normal for me. Like people wake up nine to five, go to work. Me, I wake up nine o'clock, I'm opening football manager. Mm. If I have the time, obviously. It's like any free time I had, football manager. Any free time I don't have, I'm finding a way to make time for football manager. That's it's been it's been my life literally since I was a kid. From the very first championship manager I've bought, I bought every single edition ever since. I've been hooked in every single year. It's that's just literally been my life. It sounds so sad as well. No, but, not at all, not at all. I think um I don't know. I think I think computer games, wrestling, certain hobbies that back in the day were frowned upon. Yeah. Are now, you know, I don't know. I, I encourage anyone who can do what they want to do in life, not what they have to do. Exactly. And I, I applaud all of them. Like, and if football manager is what you want to do, and it clearly yeah. is, but, and it's uh, giving you that reward as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That inner peace and the financial reward. Yeah. Then run with it. It just feels special because obviously I just. Two years ago, three years ago, I didn't know you can earn from football manager. So obviously it feels a lot more better now that I know you can earn from it. But obviously playing football manager in my head, just like I always obviously had ambitions to be a football manager. Like be it, that was a dream as well to be a fo- actual football manager. Of course, that's why I play football manager. <laughs> but that's obviously that like, being a football manager, being a coach. I used to have a kids team. Like I used to run a kids team just because football manager and I had tactical ideas. Obviously, everybody wants to buy Wonder Kids, train them up. I try to turn that into reality, you know. <laughs> you know, so it's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Um, I guess we're coming close to the end of the interview now, and we are going to ask that question. If there's <laughs> one piece of advice you could give to a new content creator, what would it be? Believe in your own content. Like, honestly, just believe in it. Don't watch your numbers as well. That is that is going to hold you back. Do not look at your numbers. When you post videos, literally don't look at... Like, I post my video and I walk away. I walk away from my phone. I don't look at it. 
and then I'll probably be playing for my playing with my kids for about two hours or something after I uploaded the video, just get away from it. Obviously, that's what I do, but I'm just telling people don't to look don't look at numbers. I think it's bad because you might create a video that doesn't obviously necessarily do as good as if as the last one, and then you're sat there thinking you've done something bad or something's not good, and then you're there trying to recreate that every video, and it's just just forget about the numbers. Believe in your content. Have your own ideas as well. And this is gonna sound crazy. Just don't take every bit of bit of advice because what works for one person might not necessarily work for you. That's I found that out. I found that out. So like I'm not even gonna crap on anyone. So I used to watch um so when Lulujo and Ben did the uh the YouTube clinic thing, mm. I tried to take so much advice from it. So I've started going against what obviously what what was working on my channel obviously i found that out after but i was start doing things and it was like even that change of my thumbnails maybe this just wasn't good or <laughs> i don't know what it was but i i used i watched that thing and then i tried to change there's some good advice obviously i'm not saying everything on that thing is bad and again i'm not crapping on them but there are certain things that worked for me though another person say would say that it wouldn't work so things like having a schedule that absolutely doesn't work for me so have people not knowing when I'm uploading the video kind of works. I'm not sure why, but it just kind of works on my channel. There's a lot of things, things to do with titles as well, how you name your titles. I changed that because of the advice that I took and it didn't really work for me. The type of content I was doing, my intros, what to say in the first 30 seconds to grab people's attention. Like um, an intro for a let's play, how that works might not necessarily work for a tactical analysis. Yeah. Because it's probably not even the same type of viewers. Mm. So, like, even my advice, if I'm giving someone advice, don't just don't take it as gospel. You can try it out, but I don't know. I wouldn't take advice blindly. That's yeah. my, unless, there's, unless there's some advice that you're looking for, if there's something um, specific you're looking for, then absolutely take that advice. But if you're out there just looking for advice in, on how to improve your channel, you've got to be aware that what works for one person might not necessarily work for you. And like I say, it's about what your content for ages. Yeah. It's mad. Like I thought my, my channel was football manager related. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and when you think about it, it clearly isn't. Yeah. So, same so I'm taking football manager advice, which, which works. Don't get me wrong for the football manager. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, the, the, the let's play stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But when you look at it logically, like, um, and and I think um, I think even illusion at last time he skipped past mine because he says like it's not really a football manager channel, which is true. Yeah, it was just yeah. Because I think it's because I wanted it to be a football manager channel, and I, I do interview football manager content creators, but yeah, yeah, I'm trying to broaden that as well. So yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's I think it's being yeah. aware of your content as well, isn't it? Exactly, you have to be yeah, you have to be very aware. So that they do give out excellent advice as well. So it's not I wouldn't say it's bad advice. So if you want your content to be like theirs, then obviously you will you are to take that advice, obviously. But things like what they was talking about, your bio and stuff like that, that that's fair. I didn't know. Like when they're speaking on it, that's when like it's just it's a light bulb when you're thinking, Oh my god, that is so true. Like if I read your bio and it's not 
something that I like, I probably won't subscribe to you, <laughs> things mm. like that. So there is great little advices that they do give as well. Of all the advice is probably great. Just look at their channel. I can't say that their channel, their advice is necessarily bad, but it just might not be for you, basically. Yeah. And it's not just them. I'm, like It sounds like I'm on them. It's not just them. It's just literally from anyone. Just anyone. I've seen people give advice and it's just like, like that channel, like they're, what they're doing is completely different to what you're doing. So I'm not sure that piece of advice is actually going to work for that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will, but maybe it won't. No, brilliant. Um, RDF, where can we find you on your socials? Uh, I'm going to be a little bit of a big head here, but <laughs> you can literally just go into Google, type in RDF Tactics and everything just comes up basically. So Including think, your but, webpage. Yeah. So I think my, <laughs> I think the webpage comes up first, I think. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the YouTube channel and then the Twitter as well. But everything, yeah, literally the order is the website, the ch- uh, YouTube channel and then the Twitter. And then FM Scout, and that's basically what I use. That's all I've used, basically, is YouTube and Twitter, and both of them is RDF Tactics. Oh, Twitch as well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> my Twitch as well is RDF Tactics. you know what it is? I don't promote my stuff. Like, I don't know, like, if people notice it, but I don't actually promote my stuff. Like, that's another advice thing that I've tried to take before, and the promotion thing just didn't work for me. I don't promote my channel or anything, like... I don't know how people find me, to be honest. <laughs> like my Twitter, my Twitter literally, the last few days since FM22 come out, my Twitter, the followings, it's like daily, it's just crazy. Like just, I say crazy, but it's like 20 new followers, which for me is, I'm happy with. But I'm just thinking, why, like, where are you finding my type of stuff? Because I'm not out there saying, follow me on this or follow me on that. I just don't know where people find my stuff, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, RDF Tactics on every, on every platform. Even awesome. in, even Instagram, I think. I think. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> okay, and my last last question, right? You yeah. do a draft. You're in the Super League. There's eight people. I think you're number three or number four. Ronaldo yeah. and Messi are still available. You choose Hakimi. What the <laughs> heck was that about? That's it's game plan. So like, <laughs> this is another thing as well. Again, don't take advice. So listen, <laughs> that Super League, yeah. That draft, yeah. I, d- I think I've done very well as well, that draft. And I got knocked out by Curry, but by one goal. And mm. I think that one goal was a penalty or something like that as well. And my tactic was basically 8-0-1-1. I had like, <laughs> I had three centre-backs, two defensive, three defensive midfielders with two wing-backs. So there's basically eight defenders, one attacking midfielder, one striker. But I done like heavy research before the draft. I knew like the exact attributes for people. I know what positions they need. Wing backs is a very difficult position to get quality in. Like you can get good wing backs, but to get quality like Hakimi, mm. like is very difficult. And Hakimi for me is like, a, he's a right wing back, a right back, a right midfielder and a right winger. Like he was so important in case I needed to change tactics and he was important into the main tactics. So he was like literally the most important guy. Literally, because there's no one else kind of like him. And well, that was I, like, I, I picked Ronaldo first and I was number seven and I won the tournament, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I got, I don't know, just I come up against Curti and then, you know what it is, you know what is that like, messed me up is because not everything is on the same day. Yeah. So then like when you do have that gap, it's like you're thinking hard and you're thinking, should I change something? Should I tweet something for the semi-final? And then like, I should... Like, I love Football Manager so much. I was just stuck on it and I was just thinking, oh, 
I'm bored and I want to think of to do something. And my only thing to think of was just to weaken my tactic to go and win the Super League. So in the group stages, I scored 10. So I scored the most and didn't concede a goal. Mm. And then my smart ass thought it was a good idea to tweak something <laughs> against Curti. Because then now I'm thinking, because I think the next day someone else had a draft and my tactic was all over on people's up, like in other drafts. People started using my tactic, so I'm thinking, ah, oh, people are going to clock on, know how to use, play against it. So I thought, let me tweak it a little bit. And I don't think the tweak was necessarily bad. I mean, again, we only lost to one, we lost to one goal. It was a one goal yep. defeat, so... <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it could it could have happened. It didn't happen to me, but it could have happened. To <laughs> it would have been it would have been me and you in the final as well. Imagine that. Oh my yeah. god! But yeah, I had a, I had a plan, and if you really like, just like that was what I was saying in the first one as well. That everybody has Roy um, Roy Race, who's a yeah. superstar. So I didn't necessarily need a superstar striker or a superstar forward because I already had that, and I just thought. I'm going to build my team around him. And I, that's, I literally built a team around him. I literally had one striker and then a team around say. him. <laughs> yeah, just pass it. To, you that are going to just pass it to Roy Race and he'll make something special happen. It was, that was literally it. I had a deep line playmaker with two Segunda Volantes, but I knew the deep line playmaker was literally just going to kick it long to the advance forward every single time. And that's how Roy scored these goals. And that was the plan. But so it worked. And then this is what I mean about not taking advice. So of that draft pick, even though I did fairly decent, I was still getting like criticised for it. Like, why would why would you not go for like um, great players first and blah, 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 blah. So then this recent, the draft that's just gone to Super League, I didn't like, because FM22 is out already and this one was on FM21. I didn't like do my research that I should have, that I should have. So on the day, I just created a tactic. I think pop, people do that anyway, but that's mm. not my type of way. So this is what I'd be mean, like, don't take advice because I took the person's advice and what were my first picks? All attackers like Haaland. I got Haaland, Mane, all of these people. And then like the actual defenders that I really wanted already got picked. And then that was what that was what happened. My defence was just a shambles. It was, <laughs> yeah, and then, you got knocked out, didn't you? Yeah, I got knocked out fairly early. But that's because I wouldn't say I listened to his advice, but I thought, you know what, if that's how other people are playing the game, that maybe I don't necessarily need to play it my way. But you absolutely do play the game how you play it. Don't change awesome. for nobody. No, well, thank you so much for coming on RDF. Um, but we're not done with you yet. We are going to have the Scouting Centre Extra tomorrow, where we will talk about some of your favourite teams. Your favorite, you, you away from the content, but thank you so much yes. for coming on. Um, is there anything thank else you want to say? Just thank you, man. Thank you. And thank you for everyone that watches my videos as well, man. It means, it honestly means a lot. Like, it's really weird, and I know that other content creators must feel the same, but there's a huge respect to those to those viewers that turn up every day as well, especially those that engage as well, mm. that engage with the videos. Special shout out to you lot, man. Awesome. And just thank you, everyone. Thank you to you as well for having me on the channel. No, no, I, I thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I really do appreciate it. No problem. That, and that's it, viewers. I hope you've enjoyed this video i hope you've enjoyed the scouting center with rdf tactics please make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel set your notifications on we've got four days worth of content monday and tuesday we have the scouting center clips previewing the wednesday which is the scouting center and then on thursday we've got the scouting center extra every day at 4 pm so please make sure you set your notifications on leave a comment below let me know which creator you want me to be on next and i'll see you all tomorrow for the Scouting Centre <laughs> Extra. Take care. Bye-bye.